Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I'm Nikki Cross and today I want to talk to you about being yourself, who you are, who you really are when you show up in business. Because I can tell you, if you're anything like my clients, you have been making yourself wrong, not normal, for being who you are in business. Let me start off by positioning this episode by reading out something that a client fed back to me on a call today. Um, This isn't just coming up on one call, though. It's coming up on numerous calls. I've also written an Instagram post on the 8th of January 2022 about this. So it's a trend. It's a theme in my client calls. This is what my client said today. Nick, the biggest revelation so far in the work that we have done together is to stop fighting against myself, the way I use my energy, the way that I go about business. What I used to do is fight against who I naturally am. Now I celebrate how I am, who I am in business, what I do, how I do things. And it's almost like I'm looking at things through completely different eyes. What I notice about one of the common themes with my clients is they've been making themselves wrong for who they really are. And therefore, what it causes them to do is almost show up in business in a way that's unnatural to them, but appears right in a way that's not normal for them, but appears normal to the outside world. And the default, therefore, is to act as though into like this role that isn't really you in these ways that isn't really you. And I don't necessarily mean just the way you're portrayed. So, you know, like when you were younger, I don't know if you were the same, but for me, me and my mom had a phone voice. So she'd pick up, she'd pick up the phone and it'd be like, hello. And she never used to say hello. It was always like, hello. <laughs> that it's not just about perception and the way it's also about things like the way you spend your energy. So as an example, this particular client, she is a morning person as in she wakes up and she is ready to go at five o'clock in the morning. Now I can relate to that. I am a morning person. I wake up and I'm like, and everything drops in and I'm ready. And that's also how I know my energy isn't right when I'm, when I'm sort of, isn't right, but maybe I'm due on, or maybe um, I'm a little bit under the weather when actually that's not how I naturally am. But for a long, long time, I have been known as too much in the morning. I have been known as not normal. So it's, I suppose what I'm saying here is it's not about just the way you're showing up outwardly in business. This is also about the way you treat yourself on the inside for being who you naturally are. The way you, like my client says, the way I spend my energy, um, how I am, who I am in business, what I do and how I do things. So it's almost like saying the way you are outside and the way you are on your inside, you're battling against yourself because it's in inverted commas if you're not watching this on Spotify, if you're only listening to this on audio, not normal in inverted commas. And one thing I want you to know about normal is when you look around and everyone else is doing it this normal way, that might not be their natural way too they too might be doing things the way that they think things are expected to be done. They might be operating within societal or professional constructs, conditions, uh, conditioning that makes them feel like if I do things this way, if I behave this way, if I think and act in this way, I will be normal and therefore I will be accepted. I will be normal and therefore I'll be more likely to be successful and therefore safe. And what I want to position to you in this episode today is actually, sorry about the squeaky chair, if you even heard it, actually, it is safe 
to start being more of yourself in business and more to the point it's not just safe it's required so if I give you an example, going back to my client's words, some of the impacts that she is seeing as a result of owning who she really is in business, owning how her energy works, owning what is really true for her, who she really is, is starting to make her see that all of this time where she's been trying to push herself to do her best work at half four in the afternoon, no, that's not who she is. She does her best work at 10 past five in the morning when she sat on her bench outside with a lovely hot cup of, cup of coffee, that's when she does her best work. And no one gets to tell her otherwise. Now, the ramifications, the actual business impact of you not owning your own energy in business and you trying to be, in inverted commas, normal, means that it's going to have a negative effect on business ultimately. You're not going to be showing up as the authentic version of you. And I'm not talking about how you just about how you show up on Instagram or how you show up in social media or how you show up with your clients. Remember going back to my mum's phone voice, hello, not just about that, but also about what you can bring to your business. So one thing that my client also said on this call, and I didn't write it down, so I apologize if these aren't the actual accurate words, but one of the things that I've noticed as a trend with my clients is And it's not something that I ever could have imagined. So I don't promote this because I hadn't anticipated it being a side effect of the work that we do together. But they actually navigate complaints differently. I didn't know that this was going to be a thing. (laughs) In any business, I'm coming back to the point, so I'm going to take you full circle, so stay with me. In any business, a rite of passage is a complaint. Complaints. It's part of human nature it's a part of working with people you're not always going to be able to please all of the people all the time now one thing I will say is in I'm just going to pause the episode while I clear my throat bear with thank you for your patience although you didn't need to be patient it won't have um, actually taken any time for you one of the things that is a rite of passage in business because we work with people is that people aren't always going to be satisfied with us and Because we don't deal in chairs or selling, um, I don't know, cars that haven't got opinions. A car hasn't got uh, 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 ability to change its mind. We're not dealing with products. We're dealing with people. And the majority, well, all of my clients are in service-based industries. Therefore, they're dealing with people. And when you're dealing with people, one of the rites of passage of a successful business is people coming back to you with dissatisfaction because, and I say a successful business, because what it means, if you, if you've gone through business to this point without anyone saying to you, I'm not very happy with you because of reasons X, Y, and Z, and you, and you've grown your business to, you know, a particular size. One thing that it might indicate to me is that you've been people pleasing. You've been treading on eggshells. You've been perfecting absolutely everything in order to not get one bad word said to you or about you. And I don't care what anyone says, I stand strongly in this firm belief of mine, which is the more we do that and the more we people please and the more we avoid negative feedback and the more that we try the best that we can to do everything perfectly so no one's got anything bad to say about us, the more we do that, the more we limit our own personal growth and the growth of our business. And so... One of the one of the implications, uh, not implications, one of the impacts that my clients see through the work that we do together is that they respond to 
dissatisfied comments, not necessarily full-blown complaints, but customers who aren't entirely satisfied, they come from a different place. And I think one of the reasons for that is they are owning who they really are. They are owning their own unique values that they bring to their business. And therefore, when they get customer complaints, instead of being like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I have dis- I've inconvenienced you. Oh my God. And like coming from this really frantic, I must please all of the people all of the time because it's not normal to be seen in any negative shade whatsoever. When we're coming from that place, we aren't coming from, we're coming from a place of frenetic energy, pleasing energy. When we're coming from a place where we're truly grounded in who we really are, as ourselves, but also as a leader in our own business, then what we can find is we're dealing with things in a much more grounded way. We're able to take a step back, assess the situation objectively, know who we are, know also, by the way, one of the comments that my client made, I'm going to read it out to you, is she said, you know, I was, I was able to cope with that. I was, I reflected back on myself. I looked for the lessons and I dealt with it accordingly. And looping us all the way back, when we try to fit into this normal standard, one of the things that, oh, sorry, when we un- when we start to uncondition from these normal standards, one of the things that time and time again, my clients always find when they look around is, oh, actually, that's probably not even their normal. All of these other people are upholding this normal. That's not even probably their normal. They probably haven't done this work yet. And so the point that I'm making here is celebrating who you are, how you do business, how you do things. And you start looking into your business through different eyes and you start leading in your business in a more empowered state. I'm going to read something to you that I put out on Instagram on the 8th of January, 2022. And I pulled it up just for this episode. Let me read this post out. It says, can you see that? It says, I accept and own who I am. It says, look, you're not like them. And it's highly likely that at some point you've been laughed at, shamed, or made to feel like you shouldn't be the way that you are. But you are, aren't you? And while you're pouring your energy into being what you think they want you to be, being more, being a more palatable version of you, being less whatever to avoid their disapproval, what you're not doing is living into your own potential. I don't care if your goal is big and lofty or simply to achieve inner peace, which by the way is pretty big and lofty. It starts with accepting and owning who you are. So please start there. The post goes on to say, all of the too muchness and all of the not enoughness can get to fuck because this is the time where you accept who you are and own who you are, regardless of what they think. Because while you're bending to fit in, the world is carrying on regardless. I'm going to read that bit again. It's so powerful. While you're bending to fit in, the world is carrying on regardless. As in, when you're bending to fit in, when you're pouring all of that precious energy of yours, that by the way, is your creative energy. I'm going to come back to that in a minute. The world's carrying on regardless. So enough of the pleasing. It's time to pour your energy into something worthwhile you. That point that I've just made is possibly one of the most important things I want you to take away from this episode. The people that I work with, they work in service-based service service-based businesses that require them to um, be creative, to 
serve in the way that only they can serve, to create in the only way that they can create. And I can relate to that because if I create in my business from a place of, oh, I'm not enough, or oh, I'm a little bit too much, what it's going to mean is the the programs that I put out there and the way that I do my coaching and the Instagram content that I curate and the podcasts that I go to record are all going to be coming from this place of, but I need to be different inherently for this to be valuable in the world. Fuck that. No, you are here with what only you can bring, your unique contribution in the way that you are right now, not in the way that you're going to be as this developed and better, in inverted commas, version of yourself. Absolutely the way you are right now, in this moment. And in all, the reason that I told the story about my clients handling complaints better and handling negative feedback better is because because the majority of my clients are in service-based businesses and because the majority of my clients do creative work, it's very hard to be creative and to engage with that creative energy that lives inside of you when you're coming from a place of, I'm not right, I'm not normal, I'm not enough, I'm too much. And the, the sort of next level negative implication that that has is, the people who really want to be served by you can't be served as well by you because you're pouring your energy into trying to be normal in inverted commas. And therefore you're taking energy away from the unique creative contribution that only you can make. So it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter if you're a florist and all of the pouring yourself into, I just need to be this way and bend that way in order to be normal. All of that energy that you're pouring into that is taken away from the incredible creations that you can create through your floristry. If you are someone like me who creates content and I am obsessed with my client's personal development. it And I, I don't mean in a like a, oh, I'm so obsessed with it in a really like macho, like capitalisty kind of way. I don't, I literally mean it lights me up to the point where I get excited before bed about my clients' conversations the next day, just like I get excited before bed about my coffee in the morning and how that's, oh, how that's going to feel, you know that? But when I'm worrying about, am I normal? Am I enough? Am I too much? That's going to take away from that amazing creative energy that lives inside of you. And so this isn't just an episode to say, can you please just be more of you and bring your unique contribution to your work? This is a plea in you starting to respect that magnificent energy that only you have got and respect it in such a way where you recognize that when you're pouring your energy into trying to be more normal, in inverted commas, you're taking energy away from what you and only you alone can create and put out there into the world. And yes, this is the work that we do together. So I, if this resonates, I implore you to look at my one-to-one -one work. I implore you to look at my coaching program that's coming up, Evolve. But if you just want something to take away in this episode, I just want to give you a few points that you can start to, if this resonates and if you think, do you know what, to be fair, I have been making myself wrong. And you'll hear it in your language. You'll if you if you start to slow down a little bit, just enough to notice, just enough to notice where your language is saying, "Oh yeah, you know, <clears throat> I'm not normal me. I get up at five in the morning. And I'm ready to go." 
you're doing it right there in that moment. You're doing it. You're making yourself weird and wrong. I am pretty sure that one of the recent episodes I talked about this exact thing. Um, I think it's one episode 149, uh, the truth about being needy and demanding. I'm pretty sure it's that one. Um, and towards the end, I give you an example of me making myself weird and wrong for the way I like something to be done. So let me give you a couple of tips for you to take away, try out, just try them out, even if it's just for the rest of today, right? You can give yourself that. Number one, really start to get to know yourself. So what I mean by this is there are tools that you can use and engage in outside of yourself, which I have and I use with my own clients that help you to get to know yourself. Now, what I'm not here for, by the way, what I'm about to say, I'm not for pigeonholing and I'm not for using these tools as a stick to beat yourself, as like weaponized against yourself. So for example, the tools that I use with my clients are human design and gene keys. They're like the main tools that I use. And I don't, I'm not a specialist in human design and I'm not a specialist in gene keys. I would say that my knowledge and experience with human design and gene keys is quite significant now. Um, but that's only through the amazing Leah Hughes, who has entrenched herself in the last 10 years. So all of my clients get a, get a one-to-one reading with her. And what these kinds of tools can do for you is give you signposts towards things like um, how your energy works, things like how you best make decisions, things, I'm just having a little look at my own chart now and like what it get, what it actually gives me. Um, what have I said so far? How my energy works, how I make decisions, um, my personality, how I make things happen, how I know I'm on the right path, um, my gifts, my, let's say, weaknesses or shadow areas, how I manifest things, what I came to accomplish in this life, the best ways for me to eat and take in things and consume things, my which of my senses are the strongest sense, how I'm best feeling things and navigating my emotions. All of these things are what my clients benefit from and I benefit from in engaging with the likes of human design and the likes of gene keys. Now, like I said, I don't use them in a sort of, I don't know if this is the right word, but like dichotomy way where I've probably got that word wrong. There's me trying to be fancy. I don't mean that we pigeonhole ourselves like, oh, this is the way that I am. And because I'm that way, I don't like, not like that. Just get to know yourself. Now, what I will say is if you either have no resources in order to learn stuff like that, like human design, like Gene Keys. And by resources, I mean time, money, or genuine, just I don't eat, I'm not into it. I don't have the energy or motivation to go into that kind of stuff. I tell you a really good way that you can get to know yourself, be with yourself without making yourself wrong. And what I mean by that is, what I mean by being with yourself, you'll have a unique way where you be with yourself I'll give you some examples, but you'll have a very unique way that it feels good to you to be with yourself. And when I say be with yourself, I don't mean be with yourself scrolling. I don't mean be with yourself with a podcast on or an audiobook on in the background. I don't mean be with yourself with music on. I just mean be with yourself. That could be through journaling and noticing yourself and noticing your thoughts. It might so so it might be a specific time of day where you sit down and you're like, this is my time that I'm gonna be with myself. It might be when you walk your dogs around the block. It might be when you um nip to the loo. Like it could be when you go and make yourself a cup of tea. 
the moments where you're with yourself, it's almost like saying, I am intentionally noticing myself right now. So it's a little bit different from, well, of course I'm with myself and with myself 24 hours a day. Yeah, but it's, imagine if, imagine if we were talking about you and your romantic partner, it's like, you're probably with them a lot, but when are you really with them? When are you really connecting to them? When are you really looking in them in the eyes, noticing them, noticing their body language, noticing how they appear, notice how their energy is, notice how their words sound, that, if you can do that for yourself, that's what I want you to be doing. So the two things that I've mentioned so far on getting to know you and what your normal is without making yourself wrong is, yeah, things like human design, yeah, things like gene keys, but also things like spending time connecting with yourself. So for those of you inside the Thrive First Method, there is an amazing module in there called Connect to Yourself. <laughs> it's module one. And I am I really encourage you, if you've done it already, do it again and again and again. It, it asks you to look at three areas. So it asks you to look at your mind, your body and your spirit and how you like to do things, how you thrive in life and in business. By the way, I should mention anyone who works one-to-one -one with me gets access to the Thrive First Method for life and the Thrive First Method membership, which is the ongoing support while they're working with me. So if you're thinking, oh, I'd like to work with you, but I'm not sure in which capacity to, firstly, give me a message and I'll help and we'll just jump on a call. But secondly, if you're not sure, please know that about the Thrive First Method as well. And um, the second thing, which I have touched on, but I just want to go into in a little bit more detail is practice not making yourself wrong for not being normal. What I mean by this is through your language and through the way, through your language out there with them and through the way you speak to yourself. Too often what we do is we explain ourselves and then we're like, oh yeah, I'm really weird for doing things that way. Or, oh, is it really, is it really strange that I work like that? Or is that an, is that an unreasonable request because I want things to be that way? In all, of, I, I don't know how it will sound for you, but I'm giving you the examples to listen out for when you're talking to other people out loud, where you are making yourself wrong for being you who you are, wanting what you want, using your energy the way that you use your energy. And even down to things like what success looks like to you. You know, there's no right way of what success looks like. For some people, it really is the material things that really does make them feel very successful. For other things, for other people, success to them simply looks like time is my friend. That's a lot of my clients. Success to them looks like I am no longer time's bitch. Time is my friend. I, I, I'm not time poor anymore. I am comfortable and friends with the decisions I make about the way that I spend my time that's what success looks like to them to other to other of my clients success to them looks like um being themselves in their own business not being someone else in their own business you know so it really takes for you to stop making yourself wrong out there with other people and the language that you're using when you're explaining yourself or over explaining yourself but it also means not making yourself wrong in here really leaning into and raising your self-awareness around the things that you're saying to yourself and the way you're denying yourself of your own wants and needs, making yourself wrong for wanting or needing them in the first place and abandoning yourself because of that. I think I've mentioned this before, but one of the examples that I have realized is so silly 
but so significant is I notice for me that with my meals, I always find that cold drinks make me feel a bit weird inside. Like I'm eating the food and then cold drinks feels like it's not helping with my digestion. My digestion. So what I want now is a hot drink with my meal. And I mean, not a tea or a coffee, but like a warm Vimto. Rach, <laughs> one of my clients and I are like Vimto fans. If you're listening, this one's for you. Like a warm Vimto or um, even just like a cool down boiled water will do. Now, for so long, I just completely denied myself of that because it was it wasn't normal. It's not normal. It's normal when you go into a restaurant for them to serve you iced water. That's the opposite of what I want. And I not only did I not ask for what I wanted, I made myself wrong for wanting it. And it's a really silly example, but it was a really safe space for me to start practicing owning who I am, owning what I wanted and owning my normal. And so that's like the first point is stop making yourself wrong for being who you are, wanting what you want, wanting to do things in the way that you want to do things. And further to that, start asking yourself, give yourself the permission to make it okay. No one is normal. There is no normal. It's bullshit. Like it's actual bullshit. No one is normal. No one has a normal way. We all have conditioning to the way that we think things are meant to be and the the ways we think we're meant to do things in business. And a lot of us conform. I still conform. We all still conform in our own little weird ways. We still conform. But there is no normal because we're all different. It's like we are all as unique as our fingerprints. Where you see normal in inverted commas playing out is when we've all found this fingerprint and we're all trying to be like that fingerprint and it doesn't even exist. It's not even real. They're just social and professional um, and societal norms that we've all decided that's the way it's meant to be or that's the way it's meant to be done. And when you operate outside of those societal norms or professional norms or whatever norms, you're the one that's different. And I'm asking you to own that because nine times out of 10, the people who are behaving normally, they're just operating within the confines of that conditioning. And I'm not saying there that sometimes that's not going to be right for them. It is. Sometimes it is going to be right. And that's going to feel amazing and so aligned for them. But I know what it feels like to be operating within a confined set of conditioning and really feeling so frustrated and so upset and so trapped. And the way that I, the way I remember speaking to my coach about it at the time, I said, you know, it feels like a jacket that fit me for so long. And, and all of a sudden it just feels so constricting. And it just feels like it's so like, I just need to get this jacket off and I need to design and create this new jacket that suits me better. And taking that jacket off sounds so simple, but everything is affected by you owning who you are. Like an example of me is I never really wanted to be a business owner. Like I, I, I don't think it's in my blood to be an entrepreneur. Like I wasn't the kind of kid who like had businesses and stuff like that. You know, like you hear, like, I don't think it's naturally within me. I think the reason that I started my own business is because I feel so strongly about my work and I couldn't find a job where I got to do this work on my terms. So I had to create it. But 
in that transition of taking off the jacket. And I'd say for the first couple of years into my business, I was still taking that jacket off because all of that conditioning that I carried from employment, from working in big corporates, and also from being the youngest out of three children. So there's a lot of compounded conditioning around the way that our parents said it was normal to be in a professional setting and the way that that filtered down through my sisters and the way it was role modeled to me and then the way that it was role modeled to me in the workplace. All of that conditioning is very compounded. So I brought it into my business and my business was planted in that soil. And so it's taken time for me to take the jacket off in a way that feels safe and sustainable for me, not in a way that I rip the jacket off and go, here I am, and then shit myself because because I hadn't had the support to really own who I was in business. You will probably be able to hear it if you go, go all the way back. And by the way, that wasn't about blame. I'm not blaming the big corporations that I work for. I'm not blaming my parents. I'm not blaming my sisters. I'm saying that we all carry conditioning and it's not easy. One of my, if you listen to the last episode, which is a live recording of the work that I do, episode 150, um, Hear Me Work, you'll hear me talk to my clients about how conditioning is difficult to decondition from. It's part of being human. It's part of our own evolution. It doesn't make it not worth it. Just because it's difficult doesn't make it not worth it. Um, and so, yeah, and that's the last point that I wanted to make and then I'm going to wrap the episode up. The last thing that I want you to practice is stop judging other people for their normal. Now, this is one that I continue to practice because what I noticed about myself is as I was starting to take that jacket off and starting to really live into doing business the way that I wanted to do business, I started to feel judged by people who hadn't really changed what they were doing, but I felt judged by them. So I'll give you an example. People who, like family members or extended family members, who were the first ones to look at your social media, right? It's the case all the time. But as I started to step more into who I really was and how I like to do business and how I like to show up on social media, started to feel judged by them. They hadn't changed what they were doing. So isn't it interesting how I didn't feel judged by them before when they were the first to look at my social media, but now I feel judged by them. And what I came to realize within myself is their behavior hadn't changed. I was making assumptions which by the way, might have been right. Like some some of the things that I say and do have been called a bit wanky, right? And so I know that I'm not, I'm not gonna gaslight myself. I know that there are people out there who know me that think that's a bit wanky. I'd never do that. I'd never show up on social media in that way. I'd never take a selfie like that. All of that is fine. But what my point is they hadn't changed their behavior. I was the one changing. And the reason I was assuming that they were judging me, which by the way, my assumption might have been right, but I, I had no evidence to say they're judging me. It was coming from inside of myself. I was the one that was uncomfortable because I thought, oh my God, they might think that I'm being really wanky. And they might have thought that. But going back to my point, you've got to find a way to whatever way works for you. So for me, it was working with a coach. For you, it might be that you just practice this relentlessly. You've got to find a way to accept yourself first. And what I found is 
one of the easiest ways to accept ourselves is to stop judging others, even stop judging others as much. And that that so that's an umbrella for and stop fucking making assumptions as well. Like stop assuming that they are judging you. Stop assuming that the thoughts that you're thinking that they're thinking are fact. Stop doing that. And the moment you can call yourself out on that behavior and the moment you can say, oh, isn't that interesting? They were the first ones to look at my social media before I was truly showing up as myself. But now I am truly showing up as myself. I feel like they're judging me. They haven't changed. They haven't done anything different. I sort of need to have a little word of myself there because those assumptions that I'm making, although they could be true, although they might think that's a bit wanky, Nick, it's coming from me. It's coming from my own insecurities. It's coming from inside of myself. And I am judging myself. I am making assumptions that I'm treating as fact. And if I continue to follow them, it's going to make me start reverting back into putting the old jacket on, feeling very constricted by that and not showing up as my true self in business. So finishing this episode with, if you want to start accepting yourself more, start practicing the skill of withholding judgment and practicing the skill of noticing where you're making assumptions about what other people think and then thinking that you're right and then treating your own assumptions as though they were fact that and it's a notice how I'm saying start practicing the skill because it takes for you to notice it then it takes for you to like stop doing it but in that gap of noticing it and stopping it you've got to make sure that you're not being a dickhead to yourself in that space i.e. oh I've done that thing again oh I'm such a knob like don't do that (laughs) don't do that to yourself don't bash yourself over the head with the you shouldn't be doing that stick that's not how we that's not how we learn that's not how we grow and it's certainly not conducive to our own evolution so i hope this episode has served you i hope the tips at the end have served you as well i love recording these episodes because this is the work that i do so if you love listening to these episodes i am inviting you over i'm going to make a few changes to my website this week um if you're listening to this way into the future it's wednesday the 22nd of march because i'm evolving guys <laughs> I'm evolving and I'm looking back on my own website and thinking that doesn't accurately reflect who I am and what I do. And it's time for me to start really owning that and stepping into that. So watch your space. I will see you in the next episode of the Inner Work Conversation. Thank you so much for being here. If you've enjoyed it, send it on. I would really appreciate it, you know, and if you send it on, what you're also doing is not just spreading this as in this, this, uh, what's it called? Podcast. (laughs) But you're also sharing. If you found this useful, you're also sharing these lessons with someone else. So it's win, win, win. Um, Is there anything else to say? No. Other than, please never forget that I am always cheering you on. And I really do hope that you are cheering yourself on in your very not fucking normal way too.